What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. 
Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick uh, here today with my friend Dan Rees. Dan, how you doing? Doing great. How about you? Always fun to do a pod with you, my friend. And uh, uh, we got a topic that I think is right up your alley. And I, I hearken back to last year's draft. And you were handling a lot of these trade value exchanges that were coming up. And it, it, literally, like every single one, it seemed like you were able to predict exactly what the other team would get back because they follow the JJ chart so closely. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing how all the teams seem to still be following that. There's other charts out there, but that still seems to be pretty popular. It it, it does, and and it's like, well, they're going to get a fifth in return for this because you know that's the difference between the value of these two things. It's just it's very cool. There weren't a lot this last year. There weren't a lot of next year's picks being traded. There wasn't a lot of that. There was some. The Ravens traded their, I think it was their. Their sixth round pick to pick up the extra seventh that maybe got them Geno Stone. I think that sounds right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, there was a little bit of that, but not too much. But anyway, we're going to have a little bit of that come up in this discussion today, which is a hot topic now in Baltimore, which is the trade value that the Ravens should get if they decide Orlando Brown has to go. And obviously, we don't want to see him go. Been a good lineman for the Ravens, been a good right tackle, filled in at left tackle, I thought, very well this year. Yeah, good flexibility, you know, good guy. It seems like real great storyline. You know, it's uh it's unfortunate that the story has come up, but you know, that's if that's his interest, then we gotta look what's best for both sides. So Sure. So, you know, in in a way, I think he's had his chance to play left tackle here. The Ravens have already showcased him for a potential contract, even if he goes back to right tackle this year and plays well again as as we would expect him to i think other teams would still look to sign him as a left tackle after 2021 but it does make sense also that he'd want to get a contract now a long-term deal right now set with some guaranteed money in it uh immediately and there's probably a few teams around the league who uh can do that but it's much fewer than in a typical year yeah, definitely. You know, there's uh you can arrange it so that the first year stays about the same and then you won't hit until uh 2022. So I think there are a decent number that could could figure it out. So All right. Well, I, you know, there a lot of people when they approach something like this and this is a lot of Twitter and whatnot, but but it's a lot of sports fans in general look and say we can't trade Orlando Brown for anything less than a number 1 pick because my God, he's so great. He's Orlando Brown. And they don't really take in the primary concerns, which are really the seniority of the player, where they are on the pay scale now relative to to value relative to cap, I'll, I'll call it. And also then when they're going to get paid big money, which in Brown's case is next year, such that they're no longer that same sort of value relative to the cap. Still a good player. No doubt about that. But we just won't be the same value in 2022 as he is in 2021. Right. Absolutely. 
All right. So what I would say is we need to look at Brown from three perspectives for the Ravens. The first is what is the value of his 2021 cap friendly contact contract where he's only going to make six, three, sorry, $3.6 million in 2021. Absurdly low for a quality left tackle. Very low also for any offensive line starter, but but very low for a quality right tackle as well. So, I, you know, it's it's a that alone is a large portion of Orlando Brown's trade value. Beyond that, there's a, there's incremental value. There's the option to retain Brown under the franchise tag in twenty twenty two. So that has some amount of value. And we'll talk about maybe what that is in relation to that cap value. But the, the option to retain him under the fr- franchise tag could have cap and trade consequences. It could just be you want to solve your long-term problem and Orlando Brown is a great guy to do it at left tackle and you can pay him the big money and you're happy doing that, just like the Ravens did with Ronnie Stanley last year. Yep. Those are both the keys. Yep. Both elements have got you. Okay. And then the third thing is the Ravens, if they don't trade Brown, should get a compensatory pick for losing him after 2021 that will not come until 2023 given the way the compensatory picks rule. Now, it's not a sure thing that that would be a third round pick. It's not even a sure thing the Ravens would have a compensatory pick net positive or net loss, I'll say, in order to generate compensatory picks. But it's likely that they would get a compensatory because that's the way the Ravens play it. They are very careful with their marginal free agents to make sure they uh, don't sign outside guys to endanger their compensatory pick situation. And they're also entering a year in 2022 where they'll have one of the creamiest looking free agent crops that's ever existed uh, all come and do at the same time. Yeah. And they'll be especially careful if they knew they had a third coming. So, you know, they would It'd be one thing if they had a seventh, but especially a third. Yep, absolutely. So let's take a look at the value of those individual components. And I'm going to start with what I think is the easiest part, which is the value of that comp pick. All right, so let's let's really take a look at that. I'm going to assume, and we're we're throwing some things out there that that Brown is the sixth compensatory pick of round three. Okay, so that would make him pick number one o. Sorry, one o two. Yes, one o two. That's correct. I had this. I I didn't didn't type it into the notes. I had apologize for that. But one o two in the whole draft, which gives him a JJ chart value of ninety two. Is that what you work out on that? You're looking at the JJ chart value, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, the one I'm looking at doesn't have the comps in it, but that seems right. So, okay, so it's just number one hundred two. Yep, one hundred two. Yep, ninety two. Yep. And you do have to be careful about that, by the way. You bring up a great point because we're going to have coach picks and we're going to have other comp picks go in, and you could you could get twelve extra draft picks stuffed in between round three and round four, which means that round four pick is worth a lot less than it used to be, or somewhat less. Yep, definitely. All righty, so. If it had a chart value of 92, that's nice, but you don't get that value until the 2023 draft, and we're trading him now. So, you know, they naturally, the Ravens would want value in the 2021 draft. So the, you have to kind of ask yourself, what is that 92 points of JJ value worth in terms of 2021? And obviously, when you trade a pick this year and you return one next year, you expect to get an increment of value. 
So you'd have to discount that 92 back to the present, back to the 2021 draft. And I think I could live with a lot of reasonable um, uh, two-year discountings on this, but I think between 55 and 70% somewhere might be reasonable. Some might say 64% because it's a 80% two years kind of thing. There's some other elements to that. The Ravens might not actually end up with a third-round pick. Brown could underperform and only be a fourth or fifth-round comp pick. You get hurt. You know, things can happen. I think we're 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 putting a fairly optimistic value on it. Frankly, to say 92 is the baseline and then discount from there. But I'd say, you know, reasonably speaking, I think that has a value of about 60 if you discount it to about 65 percent of its original value. Yeah, the one one concern I have about that is, you know, some people adjust, um, or I've heard the way to adjust the JJ for a year is just kind of moving a, a rope or a column back in rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems a little bit extreme to me, yeah. uh, especially with, you know, that, that may apply when you're talking round five, six, seven, but uh, I don't really see a three jumping all the way to a five in value. Um, so, you know, I, I think 60 seems reasonable, but, uh, it could be a little high. So we're effectively dropping the value from 102 to 117. Okay. So, do you agree with that in your chart? Take a look I th- That's what I looked at. If the, the 102nd pick is yep. worth 92 and 117 is worth about, about 60. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So we're, we're dropping that. We're discounting it by effectively about 15 picks. I think I would agree with the logic more if you're actually trading the pick. So if, if the Ravens are actually giving this pick up now to gain that pick later, and they are notionally, but, they're, but, but it's not actually being exchanged, that, that you, you tend to discount that by more because everybody thinks their bird in the hand is kind of worth more. Mm-hmm. Okay. So any, anyway, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say 60 is reasonable. When we when we get to the total value, the 60 is not the major part of the component. Yep, major component of the whole value. So let's talk about the rest of it. So the, the the big other element, of course, is what is Brown's fourth year worth? And that's the bulk of his value, is how much is his season in 2021 worth relative to cap? And if he has you could you could do multiple ways of doing this, but the one I, I went with is Let's look back at the 2018 draft and now reevaluate Brown for who he really is, which is about the, the, in my mind, about the 16th best player in the draft. We'll talk about how I got there first. I looked at the entire draft and I ordered them by career approximate value, which is on the PFR site. Now, it's not the only means and it's not even really a great means. It definitely overweights what he's done in terms of Pro Bowls and the Ravens offense led by Lamar Jackson has certainly had a big hand in making in, in inflating that number because a certain percentage automatically gets ascribed to the offensive line. But Brown is the eighth highest in terms of value from that draft. And let me just read the names off. So Lamar Jackson is number one at 48, then Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard at 42. Minka Fitzpatrick at 36. Boy, it looks like the Steelers made a pretty freaking good trade there. Gotta say, Josh Allen is number five at 35. Tremaine Edwards at number six, 33. And Fred Warner tied with him at 33. Then Orlando Brown alone at 32 is number eight. The rest of the list then, still a whole bunch of great players. Baker Mayfield, Roquan Smith of the Bears, DJ Moore, Nick Chubb, Calvin Ridley, Mark Andrews at number 14. By the way, 
If you didn't like Ozzy's last draft, consider the fact the Ravens got the first, eighth, and 14th highest three-year values out of that draft. And I think you got you to gotta like it that much more. Yeah, that's not, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> After him, Saquon Barkley. Uh, then, then a bunch of tackles. Mike McClinchy, Colton Miller, Brian O'Neill, Frank Ragnow, the center, Braden Smith, uh, Deron Payne, et cetera, et cetera. We won't go all the way down the list here. But it's a hell of a lot of good players, even as you go down further. And I think I, don't, I couldn't see putting Orlando Brown any higher than the eighth best player in that group, but I could see dropping him some, and so I did. I said, okay, let's let's say he was the 16th best player in the in that draft. How would we have valued him? Yeah, I think that's that's fair. You know, you've you take out some of the Pro Bowl rate, uh, waiting, you take out some of the Lamar waiting, like you said, but then he gets a little bit more because of positional value, uh, especially moving from right tackle to left tackle. That's increased positional value. So, um, you know, I, I think that's fair. You know, maybe even on a little bit uh, conservative approach. So. Right. And, and I guess I, I think that the, the notion is to be conservative. We're going to have some aggression coming up in this as, yep. as we as we'll see. But anyway, that, that the 16th pick has a nice even value of 1000 on the JJ chart. We in agreement on that? Yep. OK. So now I said, OK, that's that is effectively the draft capital you use to get an advantage relative to the cap for four seasons. Okay, and I know it's the 16th overall picks. There would be a fifth-year option if you were actually fifth round, a, a first-round uh, first pick, but he wasn't, so I can't really do that. Plus, the first-year option would cost the fourth, fifth-year option would cost more in terms of salary. So I, I'm just going to say, notionally, I would expect about one third of his value relative to cap to come in year four. A, a typical player is going to have some improvement in his first four years, and a good player like Brown is also going to have an increase in salary that underlies uh, under the the PPE or the PPP program. I forget which is, but the pay for play program that the uh, NFL has that has already bumped his salary up to three point six million. He didn't sign originally for that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think one third versus, uh, you know, the straight line one fourth makes sense with the player improvement. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I and think that shave some. So you, I'm actually taking a steeper curve of improvement mm -hmm. over the because there's a shaving for the for the additional the PPE Yep. player performance escalator or something like that. Yep. There you go. So we got PPEs and masks. Yeah. It's all over the place this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if I do that and I say a third of his value in year four, then I can I can take 333 JJ points and ascribe it to this year. The one third of his 1,000. Yep. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more thing. I'm gonna say the market frictions which could give him incremental value have some small additional amount. So the fact that the Ravens could tag Orlando Brown after 2021 if he has a monster year again. And you know, is would be a left tackle that anybody would want. Um, then they they could tag him, they could trade him then, or they could tag him and they could keep him if something happened to Ronnie Stanley, say. But yep. they would have they would have multiple options. And I'm gonna put some small incremental value in there, but I don't honestly think that's all that high. I, I rounded his value up for year four up to 350 based on the franchise tag value and tag and trade components of that that might exist after. 2021. Hey, would you would you ascribe a different value to that? Do you think you would go higher or lower than 17 incremental JJ points on that? 
You know, I think I'd go higher. Um, and that's just because of the O-line, I believe the franchise is all the way across the board, the same value so if we were talking a left tackle franchise tag you're getting a pretty good value based off of that um i think it's only like 14 million or something like that this year um so you're getting a pretty good good value for a franchise tag for um the left tackle when you use the whole o-line so i think it's actually a little bit more valuable but i think it's reasonable Okay, well, good point, and 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 it may be reasonable that 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 should have another twenty or thirty points in there. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't object. What would be your like your range there? Would you increment increase it by how much? I really trust your perspective on this, you know, your professional background or whatnot. But how, how would you adjust that? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think you know something like a ten percent load would be fine. I think which is. 35 or 33. So, um, you know, I think anything up to that is, uh, reasonable. So, okay. So you put it at 370 and I put it at 350. The point is that there's just, there's not that much value, much difference in that range. Agreed. We're, yep. We're in a fairly narrow range there. Okay. So terrific. So we'll move forward on this because there's still another component to figure out. Nobody builds 5g like Verizon builds 5g because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. And that is that if I add those two pieces together, 350 and 60 for the original comp pick value, I get 410 as a value for Brown. But I think that really is more of a view of what he's worth to the Ravens as opposed to what he's worth to another team. So another team can say, Brown is the last piece we need. To, to, to fix our offensive line, particularly if we can stuff him in at left tackle when the Ravens are going to waste him at right tackle. And we can, we can not only fix it for this year, but we don't have any significant draft capital coming up or any, any real good option to get a good left tackle in the coming years because we're drafting 23rd or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he has more value to us. And that's where I think DaCosta really comes in and needs to get between a 25 to a 50% premium on that 410 points. So I would look for him to get, and I'm just rounding again, between 500 and 600 points of 2021 JJ value for that. So if I, if I take 400, I round that up by 25%, I get to 500. If I round it up by 50%, I get to 600. I think that's the real range that the Ravens should be shooting for in terms of what they get for Orlando Brown. And if they get an offer like that, from my perspective, I think they'd have a hard time passing it up. Yep. And so 500 to 600 JJ values, that ends up, uh, what is it? Looks like 31 to 40. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
That's, yes. that's exactly what I came up with. So that's that's the range I'm thinking. So the Ravens should get between the 31st and the 40th pick. Um, they have other other options. There's some trade partners. You can, you can, you don't have to get that all in a first round pick. You you can get it in a couple of later round picks, you know, sure, or something. But they also have an exchange of firsts with some incremental change would be possible. I, I've heard of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers as a potential destination. If he went to the Chargers, they have the 13th overall pick, which is worth, uh, what, 11-something? You have the number of... The 13 overall? Let's yeah. see. That is 11.50. And the, so Ravens. the Ravens is 6.80. So, yeah, that'd be about like a, you know, what is that, 470? So they'd still owe us a little bit. So yeah. a little something. So on top, maybe that with a fourth or or a or even a late third would be reasonable. Late third, early fourth would be a a good exchange. So exchange ones and then toss in a toss in either a three or a four. Yep. That's the kind of trade I'm looking for the Ravens to make. I, I I don't think they have to, um, you know, beat beat the other team as badly as they you know have on some trades in the past. I think this is a real opportunity for the Ravens to get more value than what they probably think they have in Brown right now. And particularly since they, by signing Stanley, have eliminated any reasonable chance of them realizing Brown's left tackle value. I think it actually makes sense for both sides to part ways, for the Ravens to trade Brown under these circumstances to another team for which he'd have more value. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So one other question I had for you is, do you think he gets uh, an increase at all for um, relative to some of the draft pick value for being a known quantity. Um, you know, like you, you know, we've calculated these based off of his value. Now you get, you know, his value out to be the 32nd pick, the 32nd pick could be a bust. So do you think the fact that, you know, for a hundred, well, pretty close to a hundred percent certainty, he's going to be a good left tackle as, as even more value? Uh, I th- I think you can make that argument certainly, and that I would toss that in the twenty five the twenty five to fifty percent increment yep. group. Is that that's where yeah DeCosta has to convince another team that's really true. I think the main thing of this is it's one year of Brown versus four years of that guy that the Ravens might draft at number thirty one. Mm-hmm. That's the way yeah. I'd look at it. So uh, you know we're always trying to beat the cap. The Ravens have a big problem that all of their 2018 contracts come due at the same time, and they're all a bunch of players they want to keep. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Orlando Brown, Mark Andrews, Deshaun Elliott, Bradley Bozeman, and Anthony Averett. I know they'd like to keep every single one of those guys, and it's just not going to be possible given that the the stack of contracts and the alignment of those contracts is dangerously similar in terms of creating problems for the cap here and also in terms of the escalation of that, you know, the pig through the python, as we would talk about in actuarial terms, of of the that salary cap increasing on each of those individual contracts throughout their coextensive lives. Yep, absolutely. So this kind of uh, takes one off of, of that list and kind of throws a rookie contract in there to help out a little bit. So it it definitely would make sense from the the, the uh, salary cap perspective for the Ravens. So it's amazing. I mean, James Hurst really began, I think, the unstacking of this contract set with the trade last year. And I didn't like it originally. I didn't really think it was great value. But then I thought, you know what? It's not bad considering the fact that they really need to do work to unstack this. They traded Kenny Young, of course, during 2019. They released Zach Sealer during 2019. He 
all of a sudden is a really good player. Uh, they've got nine starters from that freaking draft, and and uh, uh, it's it's just amazing. It it the Ravens benefited from eight of those in terms of value they've got they've got out of it. They did not benefit from Sealer. That was really unfortunate, but they they did benefit from everyone else. Yeah, I think uh, you know th- it was a great great final draft and pretty amazing results. And uh, you know, I think. Uh, with Brown, you could get some good value here, uh, you know, part well, kind of like they did with uh, Peyton Hurst, you know, on good terms and and both sides can be happy about it. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm a little bit sad with the way this has kind of come out through the media. Are are you do you think there's any possibility that Brown has reduced his own trade value with the I'm a left left tackle discussion? Because, I mean, we look at the Ravens as trading for a position of strength because they can plug Brown back in at right tackle for one year, get real good value, or they could trade him to somebody else who could realize left tackle value for him. And I would understand why Brown would want it. I'd understand why the Ravens want to harvest that value of somebody else using him at left tackle. Yeah, you know, I think other teams, there's enough teams that need a left tackle that I don't think they would be looking at him, you know, to be a right tackle with some left tackle backup flexibility. A lot of people will be looking at him to sign him as a left tackle purely. So I don't think him saying I'm a left tackle will will uh, discourage any of the other teams. When we look at uh, uh, that message as fans, it kind of upsets us because it's kind of going against the team mot- uh, mentality and things like that. But I'm not sure when you're the team that's getting him that has the same impact. You 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 can kind of argue through that pretty easily. You know, he wants to do this for his family, himself, money. There's just so many reasons that, um, why he could, why you could argue that it's a a valid stance that I don't think it will, uh, detract any from the teams that are interested in getting a left tackle. My concern isn't that it, that it detracts in their interest in getting Brown. I think every, all, all the teams that need a left tackle, Mm -hmm. what Brown, my, my, my concern is that it's going to allow other teams to twist Acosta's arm in an unfamiliar way because they think Brown has to go from the Ravens' perspective. I don't think he does. Oh, no. I don't think I don't think he has much leverage. Uh, one of the big things that uh, that came out in the um, uh, in the recent uh, CBA is that players can't hold out anymore. It, it doesn't, you would just, the next year would count as your fourth year. So, um, so he has no leverage in like not being able to, you know, holding out a year and then signing with someone else. He would still be on the hook for one more year with the Ravens. And it's not like he's going to play poorly this, you know, not try hard because he still wants to get a big contract. So counterproductive, shoot yeah. yourself in the foot. Yep. I, we, we have seen things today and I don't know, it was Schefter or one of the other national guys who basically said, uh, Brown says he won't play anything but left tackle kind of thing. And, you know, he, 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 he doesn't have that ability. He, he, sh- he certainly shouldn't. And, uh, you know, Jared Gaither is a case in point of a guy who basically destroyed what could have been a very good career uh, by an attitude that was terrible. I don't think Orlando Brown is in any real danger of having that. Um, but, but, it's, but it's the kind of thing, if I were Brown, I would say, don't quote me like that. Look, I know you're trying to help me or you're trying to get an inside scoop and you want me, you want to say, I'll only play left tackle, but you're not helping me. You're actually hurting me. Mm-hmm. 
by saying that nationally. And I, I, I think that, uh, you know, it certainly is hurting the Ravens. Uh, Brown has been let loose to, 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 to make his own deal. I don't know exactly what that means, but it may mean that his agent is going around and asking other teams, what would you give in terms of draft compensation for Orlando Brown? And then recanting that to the recanting is the wrong word. Uh, reiterating yeah. <laughs> relaying it over to him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, to to the Ravens. Um, but I, I honestly don't know what that, what that exactly entails when a player is free to seek his own trade. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's allowed to talk about future contracts with that other team. Like, you know, we'd be willing that to sign be. that extension. So, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think with one year left, you want to be able to be comfortable that you're not giving the player all the leverage uh, for the next contract. So the good thing about about Brown is that he's still got a um, franchise tag here. Mm-hmm. So it may be that, that that franchise tag value has more value to a different team than to the Baltimore Ravens because the Ravens probably won't use it with their big stack of 2018 or 2022 contracts coming due. But another team might. Yep. And so it, it, it could definitely have more value to them. Especially if it gives them another year to negotiate the long-term uh you know, a long-term contract. So, yep. Yeah. And get the first year at the most favorable level you're saying, right? Yep. Okay. Dan, always a pleasure to talk football with you. I love having these kind of discussions with you because you, you definitely think in these very creative uh, mathematical terms about the, uh, about value and, uh, and how to look at the problem. Uh, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, my pleasure. It was, uh, we'll see interesting what happens here. So. All right. We'll talk to you next time on film study. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch. Now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.